welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocation in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galena. Hey everybody, welcome to Faith and Good Counsel. I'm Stacy Galena, your host, and I'm so happy to be with you once again this week. It's actually, more than happy. Very, very joyful and so, so grateful that you allow me into your radio every, every week. I hope you're enjoying the shows, the programs that we are producing here for you. And I would love to, to continue to hear from you. I do hear from several of you um, pretty frequently, but I'd like to hear from more people who are, who are listening. What do you want to hear? Are you enjoying what you're hearing? Do you need to hear other things? Let me know. You can email me here at escalino at Catholic Community Radio. Let me know what topics you want to hear about. Well, today you're going to hear about a topic that I know will touch the hearts of many. And I know this because I hear of so many people. I'm constantly talking with dear souls who are in in a lot of pain, um, struggling from from woundedness, from perhaps the consequences of personal choices, etc., our own concupiscence and whatnot. And who better to talk about the topic today, heal, the healing power of Christ, than Father Josh Johnson. So welcome, Father Josh. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. It is a pleasure always. I think you might have the record for being uh, with me here on Faith and Good Counsel as the most frequent guest. Well, what an honor. I'm very, I'm very grateful. I, it, it just <laughs> hit me in that moment. I just, you know, I... I, you know, in a humble way, I'd like to say we, we share some similar personality characteristics. You know, I've got a little fire in my gut. Too. <laughs> so, you know, I like talking to you, Father Josh, and apparently our listeners do, too, because I always get good, uh, good remarks. And Oh, man, I love what he said about, you know, fill in the blank. So well, praise God. Praise God. That's right. And so I want to talk to you today about the healing power of Christ. You know, as I was saying earlier, and and as you well know from your ministry as a priest and and, and as formerly as a deacon. (laughs) And my history of life experience. And your history. (laughs) Let's just just go there, shall we? Um, Yeah, you know the brokenness. And it's like I I say often, because it's just the only way I can express it, the earth is groaning in suffering and in pain. But that's part of our experience. I mean, we are told very clearly in Scripture, and our tradition teaches us, and the church fathers teach us, mm-hmm. that we are going to suffer. There's no, you know, once you get <laughs> get Christ within you, you're not going to suffer anymore. No, the battle is just beginning, but Certainly. praise yeah. God, he's there with us at every moment, uniting us to him and making us more like him. But I wanted to talk with you about healing. There's so much um, in our faith that offers us that healing, the healing power of Christ. Um, but I, I, I wanted to start, you know, when we're enduring our cross, when we're struggling with sin, sometimes we ask the question, why? I mean, why are we struggling with this? I'm doing, I'm a good person. I'm doing all these things right, quote unquote. I'm following the faith. And yet I'm having this cross. I'm having this struggle. I'm sinning. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, I think we, we have to look at the root. You know, sometimes we, we deal with the effects a lot, yeah. uh, but we, we don't ever get down to the root of why am I struggling with this particular sin? Okay, give us an example, because that's very conceptual, and I know what you're talking about. All right, about, so what's the, what's the reason? Like, what, 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 what's the trigger for this sin? So is it, um, 
Is it something like a wound that has happened in my life, perhaps? Right? Mm-hmm. Was, was I was I affected by someone? Did someone sin against me? Mm-hmm. Um, is it something that it comes from my own concupiscence? Right? Mm-hmm. Because we all have original sin. So see, um, I think one thing we have to stress um, in this show is that um, not all of our sins um, come from wounds. Some some do. Mm-hmm. So, some some are the effect of a wound. But some of our struggle with sin comes from the fact that we are born with original sin. And one of the effects of original sin, which comes from Adam and Eve, their fall right. in the garden, is, is concupiscence, which means we have this, this inordinate desire to do something that's bad. And we might have particular tendencies towards right. certain things, right? Yes. That, that and, and we don't have to give in to them, but because of concupiscence is there, sometimes we just do. And so we, we, can, sit, we can sit around all day and say, well, well, what wound is this coming from? What, it's coming from the wound of original sin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so sometimes right. it's concupiscence is why we struggle. Um, and, and other times it's because... Uh, of something that either we've done or something that has been done to us um, in our past, perhaps in our childhood or perhaps at some point in our life. Um, and, and, and because of that, that, that wound, uh, we, we feed it with sins. And do you find in, in your ministry, um, Father Josh, that it's, that it's usually, it's not just one thing. It's usually oh. a, a multi-vary, you know, you know, many, many things. It, who doesn't get through this life with some kind of wound? At some point, someone is going to sin against us or Certainly. from our own our propensity or concupiscence we're going to ascend you know it's it's all of that it's all of that and and sometimes we can get a little stuck on trying to sift well you know this person abused me and so this is why i drink or what mm-hmm. have you know you can't narrow it down that way that's yeah. actually kind of dangerous it's, it's not healthy it's not no i mean and, and it's 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 good to pray with the lord and ask jesus okay jesus can you reveal to this to me but uh, one thing we don't want to do is focus too much on our wounds, you know, like That's right. we want Christ to redeem the wounds. And, and, and here's the thing. Whenever Christ redeems our particular wounds, whatever they may be, guess what? Yeah. They're still going to be there. That's right. They're going to be redeemed, though. But like, remember when Christ, when he died, when he suffered and he, was, and he died, he rose again from the dead. He still had his wounds. Yeah, that's right. still, but they were redeemed wounds. They were glorified yeah. wounds. And so and so in essence, God is not trying to take away our wounds. He wants to redeem them and glorify them so that they can become a great gift for our intimacy with him. Right. And also a great gift for our ministry in the church. Right. So Amen. like our, our, our biggest mess can become our greatest miracle. Amen. Um, but, but we can't expect, well, well, because I, um, I'm Catholic now and because I'm living a sacrament life of the church and growing in holiness, all of a sudden all my stuff's just going to go away. No, your stuff's still going to be there. It's just going to be glorified. Um, yeah. and, and there can be times whenever in, in, in feelings, um, I think one, one reason why people sh- they sh- maybe struggle is because they still have these feelings of resentment. They yes. have these feelings of anger that, that sometimes are attached. I mean, a feeling is, is they come and go. Like, don't give it too much weight. I mean, seasons change. Feelings change like the wind. What matters is the will. Right. We have to act. We make decisions based on the will. Like, I will to do the good of the other. Um, like there are people in my life who. I don't particularly like to be around. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to front because I'm a priest and say I like everybody. No, like there's certain people that, that I, I, I don't um, get life being around, but I will to their greatest good still. Right. And I pray for their holiness. And when I'm around them, I'm charitable. But sometimes I, I, I'm like, man, I don't really like being around this person mm-hmm. because this person um, tends to, to, to do certain things that, that you know. That great on you. Right. I know what you're you know? talking about. Um, right. So, I mean, so we don't have to have the, 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 the feeling of like, oh, well, you know, like I'm going to walk around with a fake smile. and not, not, But I still will your good because I that's desire right. you to go to heaven. Like, that's what love is. That's what um, Thomas Aquinas in his Summa, he says, love is desiring the greatest good for the other. So um, we desire to, to, to will their good, which is for them to become saints. Um, but that doesn't mean that 
um, if, if someone hurts you in a serious way that you're going to have great feelings around being around certain right. people. Nah, forget right. that. <laughs> That's exactly right. I love what you were saying earlier, how we, we, you don't, in other words, we don't want to be stuck on the wound no. because then you're literally stuck. You're like a hamster in a wheel running, running and replaying and mm-hmm. replaying and replaying these same wounds. And that in it, in itself, we call that in, in the psychiatric world, rumination. Yeah. That in and of itself is very wounding. Mm-hmm. And so you cause another wound to yourself and there you can't, you block, would you say, is it, let me ask you this, Father Josh, do you actually block in some way God's grace when you do that and not allow his grace to infuse you to heal that wound when you just kind of keep replaying it over and over I mean, and you, ruminate you, on you it? You certainly can. I mean, but God's grace, I mean, it's it's bigger than we can ever imagine. So he can, he can work with anything. So even whenever we um, go in certain directions that, that aren't necessarily the right way, God can still use that um, and come encounter us in, that, in, in those ways. So, I mean, but we don't want to get caught up in, uh, in what we're facing. Um, it's more about where we're facing. Um, yeah. I always like to tell people that it's not so much about what you're you're going through; it's where you're looking when you're going through it. You know, mm-hmm. so we don't want to look and give our attention and, and adore the wound. We want to adore the Lord and in gazing upon the Lord, allowing Him to gaze upon us. It's Him who's going to do the healing, right? Amen. Uh, we're not Pelagians. We don't want to think we can heal ourselves. Right. We want to. Oh, give there's it a to lot. Well, really? Because that's <laughs> what the world tells us. I mean, uh, every movie, book, yeah. an ad, magazine, article. I thought we could heal. No, I'm just, I'm, no, I'm being right, yeah. a little bit Facetious, sarcastic yeah. here, but yeah, that's Pelagialism. That's, that, that's a heresy. heresy. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. it's a heresy that we've been combating for many years, and we're going to continue to combat because I think even, even all of us who are like really striving for holiness, we have a tendency of, of Pelagius, like in, yes. within us, of, or I can do this. Like, I don't have to surrender. I can do this on my own. Um, I can grow in holiness on my own. But the reality is we can't. We need the sacramental life of the church. We need the Eucharist. We need confession. We need the mass. You know, we need the scriptures. Uh, we need to grow in virtue. Uh, there's so many things that we need um, to, to, to win these battles um, and allow Christ to heal us um, of our struggle with, you know, uh, of, our, of our vices, of our, of our predominant faults, and then of the minor ones that come from those faults. Amen. So let's make this a, a little more real. When we come back, from the break, I want to talk, you know, take this a little bit further. Take that. You, you mentioned earlier the root wound, our concupiscence. We're throwing around all these big words, but I want to make it real with an actual scenario. So we'll do that. And then we'll talk about specific ways that we can invite Christ into our wounds, into our sinfulness to bring us healing. So I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and take a little break right now. I'm Stacy Galino from Faith and Good Counsel, and I'm so pleased to be here with my guest, Father Josh Johnson, and uh, we're talking about the healing power of Christ, and we'll continue that conversation when when we come back from the break. Be right back. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. So grateful that you're here with us today on Faith and Good Counsel. I'm your host, Stacey Galino, and 
I'm so, so, so happy to have with me my returning guest, uh, now very much a family member here, Father Josh Johnson. Welcome back, Father. Thanks for having me. We are having a great conversation. We're talking about the healing power of Christ. And in the earlier segment, we were talking about how we struggle with sin. And we, we were using really big words, Father Josh. <laughs> and we're talking about concupiscence and original sin and wounds and you know, so forth and so on. I want you to, if you would, maybe give us a scenario um, where we can kind of make this real and bring it, bring it home. Maybe with, um, you know, a lot of, large part of our audience is women and, and in fact, young women. Yeah. So maybe a scenario there where we can apply these principles. Yeah, I think uh, with with original sin, I think um, the, the main struggle for, for guys is, is a struggle of inadequacy. You know, do I have what it takes? Yeah. Um, and for women, uh, one of the main struggles is, is am I lovable? Am yeah. I wanted? Am I desired? Um, am I worthy to be loved? Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and so from that, uh, typically uh, certain sins that can flow from like, am I lovable? Am I wanted? If, if, is, is, is sexual sins? Certain, mm-hmm. Certainly, um, I, I, I'll allow my have to, myself to have sex with this person so I can feel wanted, so I can feel loved. What about um, dressing a certain way to attract? Exactly, yeah. I mean, to notice me. Right. To notice I just want to be seen. Right. We mm-hmm. want to be seen, and we want to be loved after we're seen. Um, yeah. We uh, then there's you know gossip. We want to fit in. So so certainly yeah. sometimes the, there, there's a struggle with. Well, I, I'm gonna say this because I want to fit in with this with this group of people or whatever. Right. Um, so, so all these 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 different sins typically can flow from that that fear of I, I'm not good enough. I'm I'm not lovable. I'm not wanted. And that, and that may be because of something that happened in childhood. Maybe um, abuse might have happened with a family member. Maybe you were told you 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 were called names because of your weight or because of your mm-hmm. color or because of your hair or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so many different things can trigger this, you know. And, and, and these and then we just begin to believe these lies about ourselves um, because of the wound. I, I I'm no good, right? And we yeah. Um, and so then all of a sudden someone comes to you, um, and someone shows you attention. Um, but they don't really love you, you know, right? right. They, they just not want, the authentic love. No, they want to take from you, you know, like love. Remember, love is never desiring a sin. Love is never desiring the other person to leave the church. So mm-hmm. we hear someone say, oh, baby, I love you. Uh, just come have sex with me. Baby, I love you. Just do this with me, whatever it is. Um, that's not love. You know, no. love is always desiring heaven for the beloved. Um, and so typically that, that that's one of the struggles um, that, that, that a lot of women faces is, is am I lovable? Am I desirable? Um, and even sometimes um, same-sex attraction comes about because of this, yeah. because they weren't asked out by a guy, and all of a sudden right. they're they're in their 20s, they're in their 30s, and then a woman steps to them and, yeah. and gives them the attention that they want. And then, um, so I'm saying sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, right. I don't, don't want to make that's, a broad generalization. I'm just right. There's personal many, experience I've had with women who struggle with this. Um, yeah, and that there's um, that place in that heart that's longing for love. We're all longing for love. Yeah, we all do. And yeah. especially I, what I see, maybe you're seeing this too, the bombardment from the culture on many levels about our appearance, our worth yeah. as women, you know, the gender identity issues and so forth um, and agendas that are out there. Even if you didn't have a father wound or early childhood trauma, you can get really confused yeah, in this certainly. day and time as to what love really is. And I think that's what you're talking about. Certainly. So the wounds can come from from wherever, but you know, outwardly. So what you're seeing and what we what you're saying that we see is maybe the behaviors that that draw attention to oneself yeah. through dress or you know intimacy outside of of marriage whether with the same sex or a different sex mm-hmm. i mean so many other it's a scream it's a scream to for please love me yeah. please please say that i'm worthy well how do we it doesn't lead to what we're looking for right no it doesn't so there's a, there's this ache in our heart and we yes. try to feel this ache 
with these finite things. Some of these things are so good too. It's like these are good things, yes. but they can't satisfy us. They cannot. The only one that can satisfy us is the infinite one, Jesus Christ, right. because our heart was created for an infinite love. And so we become addicts when we try to fill ourselves over and over again thinking, well, well, maybe this time it's going to satisfy me and I want more and I want more and I want yeah. more. But it never satisfies because sin can't satisfy or, or placing a good thing in the place of God can't satisfy. And so what we need is Jesus. Yeah. Um, we need his word. We need his Eucharist. We need his healing power. Uh, one of my, uh, my favorite scriptures is the baptism um, mm-hmm. of Jesus by John the Baptist because at this point in his life, he has done no ministry, right? Right. And the, and the skies open up and God the Father looks at Jesus Christ and says, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. What did right? Jesus do to be his beloved son at that point? Nothing. Nothing. Just to exist. He just existed. Same thing with us. Without, you don't have to do anything to be loved by God, to be wanted by God, to be desired by God. Yeah. He looks at you and he says, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. No matter what you do, it's not about what you do. It's I love you for you. Like, this is a truth that we have to experience. And so we can take the, these scriptures and we can allow the Lord to speak to us in the scriptures. We can, um, if, if it's a particular memory where we were told we're not good enough or we're not beautiful or we're not, whatever it may be for the, for the female, yeah. then to go back to that memory in the presence of the Eucharist, right? And ask Jesus, Jesus, is this true? Am I really not lovable? And give him time in the silence to speak to you before the Blessed Sacrament, to speak to you in his word, to tell you, that's not true, that's a lie. I mm-hmm. do love you, I do want you, I do desire you. In fact, I created you for no other reason than because I desire you to be with me for all eternity. Like We are one and this is the truth. Um, and so what happens is whenever we experience the love of Christ, the authentic, intimate, infinite love of Jesus Christ, that begins to be a process of, of, of freedom and of healing from, from, from particular sins that we may be clinging to and grasping at for for happiness um yeah. beginning that's not going to be the end all right. be all because we have to have growth and virtue and we have to have sacramental life of the church we have to have god's grace right Amen. but that can be the beginning uh, of of what we really desire to be happy and when you begin to have these conversations with with people who are hurting and maybe you have this mm-hmm. experience in your ministry mine coming from the catholic psychotherapy psychiatry hat but where you begin to explain these concepts to to hearts that are so hurt for whatever reason, and they're like, "Well, yeah, I've I've, I've read some of that, but I just don't feel it. I can't get it." <laughs> I mean, what do you, you know? What that can stop a conversation if you don't really have the truth. You know, yeah. how do what do you do in those situations when someone says, "Yo, I hear you, but uh, but there's always the yes buts, but I just don't get it. I want to believe you." I want to believe you so deeply, but I just can't. I just can't. I, I honestly, I encourage them to practice virtue, right? Okay. Because because if you if you want freedom, like if you, because I know we all desire freedom. We don't want to be enslaved. Christ came to set the captives free. Um, so we have to experience virtue then, right? So what are we doing? Uh, we, I, like, I like to look at, okay, what are, you, what are some of the vices you find yourself struggling with? Like, let's just, like, like let's, okay, let's name yeah. some So um, sometimes, it's, well, I... I I overeat too much. So, okay, well, let's not call it overeating. Let's call it what it is, gluttony. You know, okay. like, let's, let's give it a name. It's that's a right. sin, right? Oh, so, but that's, that's unkind and intolerant, right? Well, I, I'm, I'm not the most... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to name it what it is. Right, no. You what it's always be real. been. Right. Let's so, get real. Right, call a sin a sin. So, um, I, I, I struggle with looking at inappropriate images. Okay, what is that? That's lust. Like, let's give it the name. Yeah. So, when we name the, the vice, then we, we, we... First of all, it, it gives us... 
an opportunity to see, okay, this is this is the enemy here I'm working with. This is with. the enemy. All right, and you so got then, it. How do I combat this vice? So I give them practical virtues to to cultivate, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to two things, whether it's you know like sexual sins or gluttony, well, we fast. Mm-hmm. We fast, you know, like we show that we have control over our body. We're not animals. Through God's grace, we're Through not God's doing it grace. ourselves. Certainly, right. yeah, we have to always emphasize God's grace here. And so, um, but we cultivate these natural virtues. So, like, we will. I encourage them to fast from salt on your meal. Like, start off very small. We don't want to like jump in too deep or whatever. Um, but you, you fast from like salt, then you fast from like maybe uh, two small meals, one big meal, or you fast from television, you fast from the radio. Um, and at the same time, you 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 find ways to give of yourself, right? Because yeah. especially with things like like lust, what are you doing? You're feeding yourself. Yourself, so, so absolutely. It's very selfish. So find ways to go out of yourself to give of yourself. We have here in Baton Rouge, we have the um, the missionaries of charity sisters oh, at the yeah. soup kitchen. So go to the soup kitchen, you know, um, uh, pray. But then we also have to focus on okay, what's the predominant fault here? Like, mm-hmm. so sometimes we, we, we think because I, I tend to struggle with lust so much, that must be my predominant fault. Well, not necessarily, because mm-hmm. lust typically flows from a much serious deadly sin, like something like pride. So we're digging deep. Envy. Yeah. So, so oh, what, okay. what, so what is it really? Is it, and so we have to look at our hearts. Okay. When other people are, are, are winning, are, are getting blessings, am I jealous? Am I, mm-hmm. do I get mad if someone else is getting noticed and not me? Okay. What is that? It's pr- Probably that envy has envy. something to do with that. And envy's right. really nasty. Envy comes straight from hell. Literally, yeah. the scriptures say envy came into the world. Uh, it, it entered through, 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 through sin, through Satan. Like oh. death came through Satan. You know, so like envy is is not um, uh, a vice we want to cultivate. Um, but yeah. we we all struggle with with it at some level. And so, how do we attack it? Like we right. we, we have to fight it with the virtue. Um, so one thing I I think is good is to cultivate gratitude. Yeah. The, the things that we're grateful for. There's something called a rosary of gratitude. Um, it's where you take the, the beads of the rosary, and on each bead of Hail Mary, you, you say something you're grateful for. And then you go back to the Our Fathers, the glory beads. But then for every Hail Mary, is something I'm grateful for. So that's something very practical. Very practical. Taking that, oh, we need to be grateful. Well, how do I do? Sometimes we need somebody to be just real practical with us. So thank you so much for doing this, Father Josh. It's like, how can I put it into action? Mm-hmm. So, Our Litany of Humility That is yeah. a beautiful prayer where um, you pray that others may... Be holier than I, provide I'm as holy as I ought to be. And what I like to recommend for people to do is is substitute the word others for that person you're jealous of. Okay. Substitute the word others for that person that you, when it, when you're around them and you see them growing holiness or getting attention and it kind of, you have that sting in your heart. Yes. Okay, put that person's name right there. You know, that Stacy may be holier than I, provided I be as holy as you want me to be, Jesus. That, you know, and, and go down the list or whatever. That Stacy may be noticed and I go unnoticed. Yeah. It's very painful and very Persian. It Persian. is very painful. But the more we pray this prayer, right, the more we're disposing ourselves to the grace to be healed from this particular sin. And then we'll find that, that the those wounds that were there aren't operative anymore. Wow. That they're not going to be operative in our life in a negative way, but rather they're going to be sources for us to, to, to be conscious of God's grace for other people. Um, you know, you talk, and I, I have to think about this off air, but you're talking about envy and us being envious towards someone and mm-hmm. how hurtful and wounding that is. It's very nasty, like mm-hmm. we said, from, from the evil one. I don't know if you've had the experience of knowing that someone is, is envious of you. And that I, that, I actually had physical pain in my chest over yeah. that. That hurt me to know that that person was envious of me for something. And, and it really hurt me. And I wonder how the litany of humility, I'm going to have to ponder that, how the litany of humility would help me insert that person's name there because there, I can't quite name the emotion yeah. except to say that it was hurtful. You, but you can tell there's there's the reverse effect of how 
horrible envy is. It's definitely from the evil one. It's irrational, and it breaks families apart. It breaks friendships apart. Um, it's, 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 there's nothing good about it. And so when we, when we find ourselves struggling with this, uh, we, we have to, we have to attack it because what happens is when we attack this, it eradicates the, the, the vices of lust from our, uh, from being operative in our life. And it, it eradicates gluttony and it eradicates mm-hmm. anger, you know, um, because you're attacking this, 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 this root, uh, this root vice, you're like, not, like pride. You know? You're so, not just mowing the grass, you're putting Roundup on it, That's right? right. Yeah. You're taking yeah. care of it, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and we're getting pretty close to the end but i want real quick if we can go back to unworthiness can yeah. you give us real quick that the lowdown as far as if if we're feeling unworthy unworthy i'm not worthy to be loved what would be the root issue there that, or the the virtue rather that we could work on well i mean the the virtue the 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 vice is pride yeah okay the virtue is humility because humility okay. as saint Teresa of avila says is ultimately seeing ourselves as god sees us and and, and not looking at, at other people in the way they see us and not worrying about that right so how does God see me? All right, first of all, let's let's get some some clarification here and be very clear with our terminology. Are any of us worthy? No. no. What do we really deserve? Hell. No. Right. You know, like we Saint <laughs> Francis Sell says, what we really deserve is hell. Everything is a gift from God. So the fact that we He gives us the gift of salvation, it's a gift. All right. So none of us are worthy. Let's be, be very clear. But God still looks at us in our brokenness and in our sinfulness. Um, in our limitations, in our imperfections. And he says, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. He still desires us. And that's all that matters. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, right now. Okay. I'm father Josh. Guess what? I'm imperfect. I still have limitations. I still struggle for holiness. And God looks at me and he says, guess what, Josh, you're redeemed. He has redeemed me in my brokenness and he will continue to do so until I'm in, in heaven with him for all eternity. So I need to get over myself. And get over the way other people may be looking at me or I may be looking at other people's growth and holiness and just focus on his gaze, his eyes, and the way he looks at me and the way I look at him. Oh, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Not getting stuck in our limitations because no, that's cause pride. we all have them. We yeah, all have them. That's we right. We all have them. And just receive. Receive the love, the unconditional love beyond our imagination that he has for us. I just love that you quoted the scripture earlier, you know, but, but this is my beloved son. Yeah. And I added in whom I am well pleased because yeah. I love that verse, that verse so much. Well, you know, gosh, we've covered so much ground. I could talk to you forever. We're getting kind of close to the end here. So just real quick, a, a, a couple of resources that I really like, of course, you know, I love St. Faustina's diary. You will, that's baptism by fire as far as <laughs> humility goes. Daily Bread, it's a little book by the precious yeah. blood of Jesus Christ. I think that organization, I may be misspeaking that, but it's you can find it at the Catholic Bookstore. It's very simple, and I think we make things too complicated nowadays. Some Just reading about the virtues, about vices and virtues very in very simple terms that we need in this day and time. Fasting, having a rule of life, we'll have to talk about that another day. And the sacrament of life of the church, certainly. The sacri- so go to Mass, exactly. go to Adoration, go to Confession. Yeah, run. I, I go every don't. week, so don't feel like you're going too much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you have a long, well, that's, I'm not going to ask you if you have a long list, Father Josh. <laughs> I know I do every time I go to. Gosh, it's been such a blessing to have you here once again. I know you you're, you're going to come back because you're just my heart, and I, I pray for you. I pray for all priests. Our whole, and I ask you, dear listeners, to please pray for our priests. Pray for vocations. We need more holy priests like Father Josh Johnson and all the, the beautiful priests in southeast Louisiana. So 
It's been such a such a pleasure to be with you and honor once again. I hope your heart has been touched. I know it has. I know mine has. So would you take us out with prayer, Father Josh? Certainly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the gift of our lives and for the gift of this day. Most importantly, we thank you for the gift of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. May we receive his infinite and intimate love into our lives and be drawn to fix our eyes upon Jesus Christ this day, who never takes his eyes off of us. And in gazing upon him as he gazes upon us, may we know who we are and whose we are in his eyes, his beloved sons and daughters. We ask this prayer in his name. Amen. Amen. Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pray that litany of humility. And until next time, little darlings, we'll see you here right here on Faith and Good Counsel. Pax Christi. Bye-bye.